Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with rather skits on her feet. Because it's recently deceased A real cool mom Musical version of Tina Fey Tina Fey Now come with me and fly I am your host, Miss Carrie Butler Together you and I are breaking We have Scott Coulter with us, who is a musical theater performer, has worked extensively in musical theater, but has also started this whole other career. He's won awards in cabaret, Mac Awards, and then he has also started his own business. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you dreamed of when you were a kid, how you got your start. Sure. Well, when I was a kid, uh, all I wanted to do was sing. That's all I ever wanted to do from the time I was, you know, four. Mm -hmm. Um, And then through a weird twist of circumstances, I I found myself auditioning for the musical theater program at the University of Cincinnati. Great program. Uh, Yes, College Conservatory of Music, CCM. And I got in. So I took that as a sign from the universe that I should go. So I did. And when I graduated, uh, my class was the first, Cincinnati is the very first musical theater program in the country. It's the first oh. school to offer a degree. Yeah. They just celebrated their 50th year, but they were the very first. And uh, Pam Myers, uh, Tony nominee from Company, another mm-hmm. hundred people, was the first graduate from the school. Anyway, wow. just a little plug for yeah. the school. <laughs> but when I got out, we were the first class to do a showcase in New York City. Um and got an agent from that. So moved to the city with an agent, did the auditioning thing, booked my very first audition, which was for the first production of Floyd Collins, Adam Gettle's Floyd wow. Collins. Wow. Yeah. Um, in in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia. So I did that. And then I did the national tour of Forever Plaid. And there's a point to this story. Uh, while I was on that tour, I got called in to come in and replace um, Duty in Greece, the Sam Harris role in mm-hmm. Greece, the, the crazy high, those magic changes. And I can't, they flew me in from the tour. I auditioned on the stage. Back then you got to audition yes. on the stage a lot. And those were the days. And um, I nailed it. And I, I remember the music director ran down the aisle after the song. I was like, oh, my gosh, where will you be for the next two days? How can we reach you? Do we have your phone number? Yeah, da, da, da. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all great. He said, okay, 
fabulous, fabulous. You can really do this. You can do this. And I left, and the stage door, um, man, stage door said, you know, you know, welcome to the family. Wow. Um, actually, Paul Castry was one of the, was actually oh. there, and he congratulated me after my audition. It's going to be so great to have you. And I never heard from them. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. That is the worst. Yeah. They never, I never Whoa. heard one way or the other. It wasn't through my agent. It was I had gotten the tour from an open call. So this was Stuart Howard casting was just uh-huh. contacting me that way, and. At that moment, I, I was devastated. Yes. And I'd only been here, I think, maybe two years in New York. But I was like, never, ever again will I wait for someone to give me permission to do what I want to do. That is a great story. Yeah, so that's the point. That's the yes. point of that whole buildup. But, but so did you ever hear, like, now that you've been in the business forever, did you ever say, hey, what happened there? No, no. Wow. I mean, I think I know what happened. I think I probably, I had been on, on a tour bus for six months. I'd probably gained a little bit of weight since the last time they'd seen me. But not enough that I couldn't, you know do the role. I don't know what it was. It was just really, I was the only person they saw that day for the role. Wow. They were seeing Daisy Fuentes for Rizzo and Billy Hufsey's two soap stars for uh, Kaniki mm-hmm. and me. And I just, I don't, I, but I, I look at it as a gift because right? yeah, had it gone the other way, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you. Yes. So, um, but I really, it, it was sort of a, a shakeup and made me realize that, I, you know, so often as performers, we put the power in other yes, people's hands. Yes, we have hands. no control. Yes. But that's actually doesn't have to be true. Mm-hmm. There are so many avenues open to us that we can sort of make things happen. So long story short, I decided I'm going to do my own concert. So I called some of the people that I graduated Cincinnati with, and we remounted our senior showcase uh-huh. um, as a cabaret act uh, for four people instead of 15. And the last night, a critic walked in and ended up giving us a Bistro Award for Best Review of the Year. Oh, Isn't my that amazing? gosh. And at that awards presentation, I met two other uh, winners. Uh, they were songwriters, Marcy Heisler and Zena Goldrich, won Love that night. Love them. And they said, will you come sing with us? And I just met them at the awards show, and I said, sure. So I started, I've been singing with them, I think, ever since that night. And through that... Um, they wrote a musical called Dear Edwina, which is a very I'm famous... I'm on the recording of yeah, Dear Edwina. Yeah. Well, Scott, Edwina's love interest, is me. Oh. Um, I'm that Scott. They named him after me. It was oh written for gosh. me. Yeah, I was on, I was away when the recording happened, so I didn't get to do it. I'm so bummed. But um, from Dear Edwina, we did it at the Berkshires, and I met Stephen Schwartz, who saw the concert and was like, oh my gosh, who are you? And then a month later, he called me and asked me if I would tour with uh, an evening of his music with him at the piano and Debbie Gravitt. And Liz Calloway and oh myself. My gosh. So everything just sort of happened. You know, once I sort yes. of said, I'm, I'm done waiting. So after many years of doing that Stephen Schwartz concert, the man that booked it sold his business. He was done. Oh. And everybody was like, oh, well, you know, that was a nice ride. But I, of course, <laughs> needed that to keep happening. Mm-hmm. So I said to Stephen, would you mind if I tried booking this show myself? And he said, no, knock yourself out. So that's sort of how the whole thing started. That is Isn't that such something? an inspirational yeah. story. Go yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it. This is exactly what I loved having in my podcast. Good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so now, how, that must be a totally different like mindset to, to book the tour. It is a mindset. It um, um, set of skills that you. Yeah. Have. Well, I didn't really have those skills, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is the probably the most important thing I can tell you today is that <clears throat> I think if if you should always say yes. Yes. If you don't say yes, someone else will. Mm-hmm. And if it's, I always, this is probably a terribly inappropriate thing to say, but I always say, unless someone asks me to sing Old Man River, 
uh-huh. I'm going to say yes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, yes. For one thing, it's too low. For another thing, I'm the wrong race. Like, right. it's just, it's just yes. not right. right. But anything else someone asks you to do, if there's any humanly way that you think you can work it out, then you should say yes and figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, because really, that's what we're all doing. Right. Which you don't know until you're sort of in the midst of it. And you're like, oh, everyone's sort of figuring this out. Anyway, I, 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 I did not know what I was doing when I started booking shows. And so I had, for many years, a business partner, a guy in L.A. who had a record label. And we combined forces, and he helped. He showed me the ropes. He really gave me a great education. And then we split about seven years ago. So now the company is, I have my company, and he has his own company. So, mm-hmm. But he was a huge help to me. And I know Debbie Gravitt, uh, mm-hmm. and she has told me a little bit about what that lifestyle is like, where she will, you know, just be gone from her family right. all weekend doing shows, but it pays the bill. Like she doesn't, she almost doesn't want to do theater because right. it doesn't, it doesn't pay as well. Yeah. Well, she, Debbie is sort of a unique example in that she has been doing this for a very long time. After she won the Tony, um, she sort of did, she's done concert work ever since. Right. And the concert world has changed in recent years. I now do a lot of symphony concert stuff. <gasps> Oh, I and, always wanted um, to get into that. It's great. Well, I actually want to talk to you about that. Oh, that's, okay. a, that's, a diff- that's a different conversation. <laughs> okay. But um, it, it used to pay incredibly well. Uh-huh. Um, and it's still, it still is pretty good. But there's now this whole thing with licensing where you have to actually pay to arrange a song for an orchestra, oh. which has always sort of been somewhere hidden in the ASCAP BMI clause that every venue pays, but it's never really been enforced. And because the music industry has changed so much and revenue streams have dried up, they're really going after that now. So it can cost sometimes up to $500 a song Mm -hmm. per performance just to arrange it for an orchestra. But once you have it... Then, then it's per perform. You, no, you oh. have the arrangement, but yeah. you have to buy the right to arrange it each time out. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's a, it's so a then really your concert weird, is so expensive. Yeah, it isn't. It worth doesn't. It. it isn't even worth it anymore. Right. So we've all had to get really creative about how to create concerts where some things we're licensing and some things are already exist and some things you know you own. So it's it's a it's a different sort of animal now. So there's yeah. still it's still great fun and there's yeah. still money to be made, but the the money that we get to. Um, Sharon as performers and producers is less than it used to be. Oh. But performing arts centers don't have that problem, so they're a booming market. So Oh, okay. Yeah. So now do you have somebody else that you work with or do you do everything yourself? I do. I have several I have several employees that work for me. Uh, I have an assistant, I have a, a booker for symphonies, I have a booker for performing arts centers, but at the end of the day it all I mean, I'm pretty nonstop doing stuff. And you have, <laughs> a lot a of, you have a lot of shows, right? We do. We have, I think, about 15 shows for performing arts centers and symphonies that wow. are out at any given time. Wow. And I th- we're out about, we're on the road between 38 and 40 weeks out of the year. Wow. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Not full weeks, but, you know, half weeks or weekends or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And how would young performers get to do this? You think? I mean, you kind of, your story is already inspirational because you just do what you did, just put up a cabaret. Sure. Well, I think that's a great way to do it. The other thing is to always, like I keep going back to, always say yes. I remember when I first moved here and people would ask me to do stuff and I, of course, would say yes. And I would talk to my mom and dad back in Tennessee and my mom's like, are you getting paid? I was like, no, you've got to get paid. I was like, no, no, you have to yes, sometimes. Right. You just have to do it. That's and right. because you make the connections and, and you the meet more, people. And you learn yes. from every experience. Yeah. And nowadays, a lot of the kids that come to New York, because I work with a lot of young people and they're all terrifically talented and they're lovely people, but a lot of them are hesitant to do things for free. Yes. And I'm, I don't know where that started. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna knock yourself out of contention for a lot of things if you don't make those connections early on. You never know what saying yes to something 
for, for, for a free concert is going to lead to. I did so much stuff for free when I started out. Yeah. Plays, everything. And then, you know, I would have another job that was flexible that you could actually make living. Sure. But you, you have to. Sure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so do you hire people for your shows? And where do you find the people from? Well, I have, uh, the name of my company is Spot On Entertainment, Spot Hyphen On, and it's a hyphenated word. Um, and I, I, it's basically my friends. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so it's, it's listen, if you're going to be on the road, there are a million people in New York City that can sing. There are a handful of people in New York City that are nice and can sing. And you know that, like right. nice people, right. it really makes a difference. And yes. you want to work with people that are nice and that um, have your back and that are going to do, you know, be a team player. So I have a repertory company of people that I use that sort of rotate in and out of the shows. But I'm always looking for new talent. And I actually, I get, um, I'm not suggesting that any of you listening do this, but I do get email uh, inquiries and submissions all the time for people that want to work. Oh. So I found people that way. I, I do, um, I'm a director of original programming at 54 Below, Fine Science 54 Below. So I create shows there. I meet people there. I, for many years, directed a show at Town Hall called Broadway's Rising Stars, which was um, like 24 of the best new musical theater graduates. So I've gotten a lot of um, my performers from those 10 years there. So just, you know, around, just different places. What, what is interesting, and I will, especially maybe for younger people, is that once you cross the Hudson River, nobody in America, this is the sad reality, knows anybody's name. Mm-hmm. Like are the big Broadway names that we know and love, very few of them um, will sell at a five thousand seat house True. in you know Peoria. The, yes. the names just don't. They don't. It used to be that you know you'd do a Broadway show, you'd win a Tony, you'd get a TV show. Right. You know, like when right. I was a kid, Linda Lavin was a star of Alice. You uh-huh. know, came straight from Broadway. Uh, Bonnie Franklin, One Day at a Time. That doesn't happen so much anymore. There are a handful of people for whom that happens, but the business has just changed so much. So really, it's not the performer name that matters so much as the what you're selling, the show name. So right. the theme of the show, they're going to go see a show called, um, we have a show called um, uh, Bet Babs and Beyond, for example. Oh, okay. Uh, which is Bet Midler, yes. Barbara Streisand, and all-female vocalist. So it doesn't really matter who's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to go see the show because the title sounds intriguing. Um we have a show that's all the music based on the, the novel, The Wizard of Oz. Oh. So stuff from The Wizard of Oz, from Wicked, The Whiz, pop songs, like yes. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So it doesn't really matter who's in there. So that gives someone, someone younger without maybe perhaps a resume, but that has this idea or this vision, the permission to go ahead and create something. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to wait till you have a star name. Right. Just make a star product. Is there a different skill set to doing concert work? 
It's complete. It's completely different. Mm. Um, to be in a show eight times a week, you are um, you, you don a costume, you don a character, mm. you are fulfilling someone else's vision, uh, basically. But to do concert work, you're, it's just you for the entirety of the performance. Right. You're selling yourself, your personality, your skills, your talent, your vision, and your voice. So it's a, a lot of people. Um, can do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can do both. It's a very, it's a sort of a, it's a, and you'll see concerts um, of someone you're like, oh, this really isn't their thing. Right. Or somebody like, oh my God, they were born to do this. Like uh-huh. this is where they really shine. So it is completely different. And because there's no fourth wall in concerts, you really have to have a rapport with the audience and be able to like, you know, handle anything that's thrown your that's way. Right. You know, you yeah. can't, you know, when the phone goes off, you can actually address it. When, you know, yeah. when someone's disrupted, you can address it. When someone's laughing, you can, you know, there's a lot of, it's it's a lot more, it's more fun. It's more freeing, I think. And it, for me, I think it's a lot more fun. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I find it very nerve wracking just, <laughs> just to think that for, you know, the next hour, 45 minutes, it's just me. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and like a lot of the songs I'll do, like, audience knows the words and so I'm like oh my gosh if I forget my words right right (laughs) they'll know they'll be singing along (laughs) and that's right but you know there's something very forgiving about concert work too those people are just so happy to sort of be in that atmosphere right and be and it doesn't happen as much as it used to in the past you know like concerts are so expensive now um you know and they're in arenas I remember when I was a kid I used to see famous people at the theater in Chattanooga like you know maybe a thousand seats, twelve hundred seats. It still felt intimate, and yeah. now everything is so full-blown arena oh. that it's nice to have a chance to see people in smaller settings again, and and it feels like you're part of something. So I think they're forgiving. I uh-huh. think, and, and when you go up on your words, you can address it like in a right. live concert, but you can't in a show. True. Like the train keeps moving. True, you know, true, you can't true. really. Right. You, you yeah. sort of have to, it's fight or flight, I guess. Yeah, I'd be like, let's start over. <laughs> um, do you see any young people making mistakes? Like you said, one thing is them not saying yes and not working for free. Well, so, this is probably going to get me, um, you know, banned from the city. But I'm so sick of young people doing concerts where they're supposed to learn one song or maybe even two songs. And they're asking the audience to pay 50 60 $70 for a ticket. And they use a music stand. Oh. I'm like, you know what? If you, at 25 years old, can't learn this song, you just need to pack it up and go home. Mm-hmm. It's sloppy. It's lazy. It looks unprofessional. It puts uh, it. The main thing it does it. It puts a barrier between you and the audience. Uh-huh. And the whole thing we're there to see is the connection between the singer and the audience. And if you're, you know, looking down, mm-hmm. it, the magic is instantly broken. And listen, I am a great believer in cheat sheets. You know, when you've got an hour and a half of stuff to do with facts and names and lyrics it's okay to have like a little cheat sheet here and there Mm -hmm. like put it on top of the piano tape it to the monitor yes one of the biggest names in the great american songbook always has (laughs) lyrics taped to the monitor one of the monitors is even on it's just for lyrics but nobody knows Mm -hmm. because you have to have um you know ways to sort of help you through like a big evening like that but if you're doing one song just learn it yeah i would say learn it or say i'm sorry i can't do this date if you can't do it, it's, I, for me, that's my thing. But there's a whole big movement now. You know, you go see the shows and there's 10 music stands across the stage. And it's not a reading. Yeah. It's a concert. It's a performance. Learn learn the song. I, 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 that is a big no-no for me. It's just a big turnoff. And it it telegraphs to me that you're not really serious about this. Uh-huh. And, and you want to work with and you want to go see people that are serious. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's um, really good advice. Do you have any other advice for young people starting out? Anything you wish you knew when you just start, were starting out? Um, <laughs> when I when I was first moved here, my roommate Jessica Hindi was, and I moved here together. She's a big, she's a Broadway performer, and uh, she was most recently she was Grizabella in all every variation of Cats that's ever been in New York. But um, when we first moved here, of course, we lived in a fourth floor walk up in the middle of Hell's Kitchen, which is not where you wanted to live at the time. And then within the first month, we went to get our, our fortunes told, our palms read downtown. <gasps> and um, the woman looked at my palm and she said, oh, this line right here, you're going to be very successful. But this right here, it's going to take a very long time. Oh. And I was like... Okay. Uh -huh. I mean, like, that's, I just sort of wanted someone to say, you're going to be okay. Uh -huh. But I think if she had said, you're going to be very successful, and this right here means you have to start today, then I think my whole life probably would have been different. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the power of, of what we mentally think um, really can affect the outcome of things. And so I would say just, you know, hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Don't don't wait. I mean, it, it may take a long time, but don't act as if it's going to take a long time. And really, you know, just show up, be present, do the work, say yes, show up prepared, and 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 be willing to take, uh, you know, the reins. Be willing to take control and 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 make your own things happen. It's so easy nowadays with YouTube, and yes. I mean, you can you can put stuff out there in ways that we couldn't or I couldn't when I moved here. And so now the world is sort of your oyster. There's nothing holding you back from. From doing it, I think someone should create. Well, here's a million dollar idea. I'm gonna oh, give you, want, you want to give it for free? <laughs> yeah, someone should create a series of videos. And Rogers, after I said this, Rogers and Hammerstein, um, their estate has sort of started doing this. But like, just videos, like MTV videos of musical theater songs. Oh, yeah. Like, don't you want to see another hundred people staged in the middle of Times oh, Square? Yeah, yeah. Or oh, what a beautiful morning in Central Park as the sun comes up. I mean, if somebody could make a bazillion dollars yeah. doing that. Yeah. And, and, and it's out there and readily available. And you all have the skills. You can do it with your phone. That's right. Um, but you know, anything that sort of um, gets your name out there and advances the art form and uh, you know, brings you an audience, I think is just, just do it. Don't wait for somebody else to give you the permission. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I learned so much from this interview. <laughs> um, what would you like to plug? Do you have any concerts coming up around? You know, we have concerts. Like I said, we're on the road about 40 weeks a year. So we have almost every week, and there's a spot on show somewhere in some city. So you can go to our website, www.spot-onentertainment.com, and uh, see what's going on. Check us out. Thank you so much for being with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Scott Coulter. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Breaking Broadway, produced by Broadway Podcast Network. Opening song by Aaron Accurso and Joey Mazzarino. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, please like, leave a comment, or share with your friends. See you next time for more insider tips to making it on Broadway. Together you and I are breaking Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.